Gemara, Morid Katan, Daf Yud Bet, Al Masechet, as we dedicated by our good friend Mr. Martin Rani, Refuah Shelema Faharav Betzalel Ben Mazal Tov, Enna Refaralo, Betok Sha'ar Chola Amo Yisrael, Amen. We're learning today's Daf, for Refuah Shelema of a three-month-year-old girl, having an operation this morning, Rina Luleta Bat, Rachel, El Narefanala, Betok Sha'ar Chole Amo Yisrael. Amen. Amen. We begin today's daf on Yudbet, and we're actually going to start right on top of the Amud. Amar Shemuel. Shemuel taught, Mekabele Kibolet, Betok HaTehum Asur, Chutz LaTehum Mutar. So now we're talking about the work that's called kablanut. Now, kablanut is a type of work where you're paying the person to get the job done. You're not paying him exactly to work on a specific day. You're paying him on a kablanut basis. So now the question is, where is the work being done? So Shemuel teaches that a kablan, if he is working for you within the tomb, within the borders, which we would say, let's say, 2,000 amah of where the people are living. So then that's too close to the town. So it's going to be forbidden. But outside the tomb is going to be mutab. The question is over here, what are we talking about? Are we talking about on Shabbat? Are we talking about Chola Mu'ed? What is the case? So let's read the top. Rashi. Uh, so Rashi learns we're talking about Shabbat. That if you have somebody, let's say, doing work for you, maybe he's building a building for you, or doing other melacha for you, a goy, obviously, you're paying him as a kablan, so there we have a rule. If he's outside the tomb, so then it's permissible. Within the tomb is going to be forbidden. Oh, if he's going to be within the tomb, the people are going to say, oh, the guy hired him to work today. So you're going to have troubles of money dying. <clears throat> Outside the tomb, nobody sees him. So therefore, out of sight, out of mind, no problem. Now, Rashi comes along and throws in a halakha from Masechet Shabbat. Beha. Oh, so she's asking a question. We learned in Masechet Shabbat that you're allowed to give clothes that need to be laundered. You can give it to the goy. Mamash Erev Shabbat, and he's going to take care of it. Now, even though the goy is within the tomb, even if he's a kablan, but we just said kablanut is only mutar. So how can you give the goy to loan the clothes Shabbat when he's betokab? That's the she's question. But nobody knows. Nobody knows whose clothes it is. And therefore, there's no hashad. When it comes to building or something like that, everybody knows, oh, that's the Jewish guy's uh, construction. When it comes to begadim, Nobody knows whose it is, so therefore, even within the tomb, it will be okay. Aval. So that she makes a very important chiluk between midi de minkar or midi de lom minkar. So clothes that are not nikar, that are not noticeable, even within the tomb is okay. Outside the tomb is going to be a 
problem only the th- inside the Torah is only going to be a problem only by things that are recognizable. Now let's just continue reading for a moment. Then we're going to have to see the opinion of Tosafot because Tosafot has a totally different way of learning this Gemara. Amar of Papa, on the second line. And even what we just said outside the home that it's okay. That's only talking about that there's not another Jewish town that is close to where the building is. That means it might be outside of your home, but if it's within the home of another city, so that we have the same problem that those people are going to come along and say, oh, he hired him on Shabbat. But if you have a city that is close to where the buildings are taking place, where the work is being done, so therefore it's going to be a problem because the people are going to say he gave it to him to build on Shabbat. Rav Mesharchia comes along and says, Then even in the case where it's outside the tomb and there's no city that's close to it, this is only talking about on Shabbat. Nobody travels on Shabbat. So it's not like Jews are going to get to that spot on Shabbat and see it because you're not allowed to travel on Shabbat on Yom Tov. So therefore, because of the Humrah of Shabbat, we have a Kula. Because people cannot travel on Shabbat and Yom Tov, we're not worried about any Jews getting there and saying, hey, guy's building. How are they going to get there on Shabbat? They can't get there. Aval, bechusham, mazeh chusham, holosh el moed, deshkihi inche de'az levatu le'atam asur. Holam moed, you're allowed to travel. So then because we have a leniency that you're allowed to travel, turns into a stringency. Why? Because now they can travel to that spot. And they're going to come along and say, oh, he must have gave it to man holam moed to build. So therefore, even if it's outside the city, and even if there's no city close to the place where they're building, it's going to be asur because the people have access to get there. And once they have access, we're worried that what? They're going to come along and say, we have a marit ayin issue. Now, if you go to the Tosfot over here, Rabotai, Tosfot has a total different explanation in the Gemara. He says, and I'm reading the top Tosfot. Amar Shmuel mekablekim bole betokalim hadish shadin in kelim lachobes nochri. He asks Rashi's question. I we allow to give the loan, you know, to loan the clothes to the nochri. Pirush bekuntanat the loan minkar she shall Yisrael. Fine, it's not noticeable. But Rabbi Yisrael lo ayam mehalek. Rabbi Yaakov, which is a benutam, was not mehalek. Veomed deshari bemoed vegam beshabbat. He was mekel. Uh, whether it was nikar, not nikar, he didn't make a haluk between any items when it comes to cholam mo'ed, when it comes to Shabbat, the arihayim shalmayim, he starts bringing different proofs over here, the haim shalmayim, which is a millstone, the, the, the grinder, mm-hmm. that works with the windmill. Ikash ma'at kol, over there there's an issue of, it makes a lot of noise. V'sharinim apirikamad the Shabbat, it started working before Shabbat. Even though it's within the tomb, who perikamad avod azal shalin lehaskid sadel ruchli mishum daari sotek kavid vekoshik el kablanut shenabayit mitalem bekach elam memehel laasod ba'avagav derebi shomer azal panik mistamayil alchak rabban shomam gamliel deka asar hatam merhats bemishna mashma hasadeh shari. He brings all proofs that <coughs> certain melachot are going to be permissible even on Shabbat, even within the tomb if it's done with kablanut. 
So the question over here is then, if Tosfot's holding that it's mutar to do kablanut even on Shabbat, what is this Gemara talking about? This Gemara said it's asur. So scroll down a bit. The Asar Shmuel, in our Gemara, Shmuel said it's asur. Mefaresh la benu Yaakov ki oto perush shema'amidim kolehut shema'ateta be'avel. Oh, he learns this is talking about somebody that's be'avelut. Not the one a guy who's once on Shabbat. On Shabbat, in a chenamei kablanut is mutar betokatum. But this Gemara says asur. It's talking about somebody that's be'avel. Remember we learned at the beginning of the Yipedek, avelut is more strict than even cholamoed. And therefore, that's what he's talking about. Even things that are permissible on He's lenient. Therefore, it's okay. The only problem that Tosfor has over here on this Perush that he's learning. The Gemara is not mashma like that because the end of the Gemara came along and said that how did the Gemara end the sugya here? <coughs> it said velo amran ila b'shabbatot b'yamim tovim. The Gemara says the only isur is what on Shabbat. I'm sorry, the only heter is on Shabbat b'yamim tovim. The lo shkri, but cholam is going to be as well. It sounds like we're talking about Shabbat b'yamim tovim, not, not avilut. So Tosfot asks that question and then he leaves it in the Sarich Ayun. So therefore, it comes out we have two distinct ways of learning this Gemara. Is it a Leniency for Shabbat, which means that we're going to come along and say that, or stringency, I should say, that according to Rashi, the only time you can build is on Shabbat if it's outside the Tchum and it's not even close to any other city. According to the Rabbeinu Yaakov, no, on Shabbat, it's permissible even within, inside the Tchum as long as it's done by Kablanut. I discovered that it's being strict. It's talking about an Avel. However, Tosfot does ask a question because the Gemara is not mashma. <laughs> like that. Okay, Rabotai, we continue moving on. Morzutra Berede Rav Nachman. Banule, they built for him a padna. A padna is like a, a palace. Mikabele kibolet. And it was done al yede kablanut hutz latrum. Okay, so it sounds like he followed all the laws. And we learned just, if you're learning, like we're learning Pashut, Shabbat. He had the Kablanim work for him outside the home, and they built him a beautiful, uh, <coughs> beautiful palace. What happened? So these two rabbis came along, they came to visit. They wouldn't go into the house. Why? They held, he was not allowed to build it. What's the problem? Even though he built it outside the home. Wow, and some say the rabbi who built it himself didn't walk into the house after. <coughs> he did not want to have a hana'ah. So the Gemara asked the question, What's the problem? He followed all the rules. He built it outside the home, and we just said according to Shemuel, he built it outside the home, the building is 100%. Permissible. Why was the rabbis being strict? Adam Hashuv oh, So now we get into Adam Hashuv. Adam Hashuv has to be strict. <coughs> Why does he have to be strict for? Because people look up to him, and therefore, what's going to end up happening? They're going to build it within the tomb. They're not going to know the difference between, you know, outside or inside. Adam Hashuv has to always be 
extra, extra careful. Now you have to say, obviously, the rabbi that was building it didn't hold that. He held that Adab Ajuv is okay to do it. Obviously, that was the look between the rabbi that built it and the rabbis that felt that uh, we have a, uh, there's a problem. The Ika de Amre, and some say, why didn't the rabbi himself go into the, uh, into the, into the building? See you, Bahadayu. What does that mean? He helped them. Look, look at that. She, see you, uh, which means he was providing, he was helping them build it. He was giving them the goods. And it seems, you have to say, that he was providing them the goods, even though they were building it outside the tomb, but it's like he's building it because he's giving them the materials, and he probably told them, don't work on Shabbat. And they didn't listen, and they went, and nonetheless, they built it on Shabbat. So therefore... Once already, they didn't listen, they built it on Shabbat, so now already uh, he was strict and he did not want to go into the, <laughs> into, the, uh, into the house. That's the way, that's the way the two ends. Let's just check up some of the commentators over here, Rabotai, so we can understand <clears throat> a little of what this rabbi was doing. So if you look at over here, the Mefarshim, uh, he provided them the straw and the raw materials. Okay, fine. And then she said, That's what he says. That they took the raw materials from the rabbi's storehouse without asking him. He was since it was being built with his stuff, therefore he was strict. Either way, he was being strict because Menadin is Mutan. It was outside the tomb. Shemuel says Mutan. So either you have to say Adam Hashuv is different, or since ultimately they used his goods without asking him, and he felt that he's part of it, therefore he didn't want to benefit from the situation. Uh-huh. <laughs> He allowed the Ambuguria, those are the people that set up the tables. <coughs> they fixed the tables, they set the tables. He allowed them to work on Hola Mu'ed. What were they doing? They were fixing tables. Since they're not getting paid for their work. Which means... They were just getting benefit to eat Sa'udah. They got paid by getting a free meal. And therefore, that's not considered as if they're getting paid. Because kind of, hey, even if you work on Holamid, you can't get paid for the work. So they're not getting paid. That she says, What happened? He's fixing the table and then we're giving a free meal. So therefore, not a free meal, but I guess meal as a compensation. That's not considered Melachan. I guess you have to say, let them, the reason why he allowed them to do because they need the tables on Hola Mu'ed. They were using these tables. So he let them fix the tables on Hola Mu'ed so they can use the I have a separate issue of getting paid on Hola Mu'ed for work. He didn't consider this as a problem as getting paid because they were only getting food. And they were getting food is not considered a, an official payment. Uh-huh. So the halakha over here is 
<coughs> you can give a goy, you can contract him on Hola Mu'ed to start doing work for you after Hola Mu'ed. There's no problem to make the deal on Hola Mu'ed. Again, Mikabelim Kibole Ben Mu'ed went to start the work. In order to do it after the Mu'ed. Uba Mu'ed Asur. But on the Mu'ed itself, as we learned, <coughs> it's going to be Asur. We have a rule. Whatever you could do yourself, you can tell the Goy to do as well. We know that rule. Whatever you could do, you can tell the Goy. But whatever you're not allowed to do, you're not allowed to tell the Goy to do as well. Tanya Idach. Mekabelin kibolet b'moed la'asota le'achar ha'moed. The Jew can receive work <coughs> on kablanut, uh, 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 you know, condition. He can receive the goods on hola mo'ed, but not to start the work until after hola mo'ed. Mekabelin kibolet b'moed. He can receive the kablanut on mo'ed la'asota le'achar ha'moed. However, u'bilbad shelo yimdod. You cannot. Measure, you cannot weigh, uh, so therefore, that's a problem. You're not allowed to do any counting and measuring things like that because that is a whole item. So that is the um, or the way we're learning over here. Botai <clears throat> let's say the guy wants to give the kablanut to the goy on hola moed, wants to give it to him, wants to give him his clothes, let's say, or wants to give him uh, something to fix. So you can give it to the goy on Hola Mu'ed. <coughs> However, you stipulate with him that you don't want him to start until after Hola Mu'ed. That's what says, You can give the goy work to do and the Mu'ed in order to do it after, but so long as what? So long as it's not going to be done uh, on Hola Mu'ed. And you don't do this, uh, this kind of... The second case was, Tanya idach mekablin kibolet. You can give uh, work to a goy to do bekablanut bemoed la asota la haramoed. As long as what you don't count and you don't measure and you don't do all these things, because that would be considered a davar hol. Very good. I thought. I thought we learned yes. that as long as. The goy's work, like you're giving him a task, right? Yes, he's and doing it on his own. He's doing it on his own. So they're saying over here that not the case to be hola mo'ed. Hola mo'ed, you can give it to him, but you got to tell him you got to start the work after. after. Exactly. And then you can't even count it. So basically, we have two brightas that are saying the same thing. And when it says, it's the same thing. You could not to give it to the goy, but he cannot start work till after. Oh. You want to mate animals. How do they used to mate the animals? They used to take the male animal, pick him up, and put him on the nekeva. Why? You want them to mate. You're not allowed to do that on Hola Mu'ed. Why? Because that's considered a melacha. Look at Rashi. Marbi'im behema, mishum. Right, you're holding the nekeba and then you're bringing the zakhar on top of her. That's going to be a su. The procreation or the action? The, the action, the action, the action. The animal can do whatever he wants if he does it on his own. He doesn't have dinim of Holamuel on him. But the point is for the, for the person to go do the, you know, the, the process is a su. Can you say, well, similarly, and marbi'im babbechor. 
Let's say you have a behemah that has the kiddushah of bechor. Now we know what does it say with the bechor? Lo ta'avod bechor shorecha. And therefore, making mating a bechor is considered a avodah. Velo bifsulea mukdashim. A behemah that was consecrated for a korban and now became ba'al mum and you redeemed it even after the pidyon. Still, since it was consecrated, it is forbidden to do any avodah, and part of avodah is mating. Look at Rashi bebechor. Beautiful. Tanya idak. We have another brayta in marbi'im behema beholoshel moed. Rabbi Yehuda Omer Hamora. Let's say you have a female donkey. Shetava. She already is making an indication that she wants to be with the male. You can tell that the animal, the female, wants to be with the male. You can bring the male upon her. Why? So she doesn't get cooled off. Because once she's already excited and you don't satisfy her, she'll get cooled off and then it's very difficult to mate again. And therefore that's going to be considered a davar ha'avid. So they were only if the Hamura solicits, so then already you have to satisfy him. That she says nothing on this over here. However, the Gemara's when it comes to all other animals, you're not allowed to mate them. However, Machnisim Otam, Le Bakrut, you can bring it to the Bakrut. Maze Bakrut, Rashi. Now you put it in the pen and you let them do it on themselves. Tarur Banan. Midayirin is they used to bring, let's say, animals, and they would put them in a certain uh, penned up area, and the animals would then uh, defecate in that area, and as a result, it would cause the fertilizing of the field. Mm-hmm. And that's where they go from place to place to place to bring these animals. So you're not allowed to make this process called Dayarin. She says, Machnisim. So you can't do that on Chola Moed, not on Shabbat, obviously, and not on good days, and not on Shabbat Moed. Even though you're not doing anything biyadayim, but it looks like you're doing it, and therefore, Zibud is one of the melachot that are asurot b'shabbat. It's either a tolda of Horesh, or a tolda of Zoraya, because bottom line, fertilizing the field. So you cannot even just bring the animals there, even though you're not doing anything. You're not, you're, what Please. is the difference? A few pages before we learned that if there's like a, a little puddle of water, yes. you can take your foot yes. and you could make a path for the water to travel. On Holomoyed. On Holomoyed. Yes. To get to the other part. So it could like sprinkle a little. Yes. So what is the difference between this and that? First of all, we're talking about Obeid, not only on Holomoyed, this is Shabbatot and Yamim Tovim. And this Obeid seems maybe over there was only Mutek because she had a loss. But yeah, maybe over here. Exactly. But over here, maybe it's not going to incur a loss. Let's say the Guin brought their animals on their own. <clears throat> they came on their own. You didn't tell them to come. They came on their own with their animals in order to come into your field. Mutab, you could leave them. However, you cannot help them. Nor can you appoint a watchman to help them. In order to guide the animals. Rashi says, 
לבהמה לבוא בשדה. או אם נוכרים הם, הם מסייעים להם להסיעה ממקום למקום כדי שתזבל כל השדה, אפילו בבאים מעצמם. אולי לנער? לשמור, כגון אם נוכרים הם. היה שכיל שבת, which means, let's say, the guy, the goy, is working for you, שכיל שבת. מה זה שכיל שבת? He works for you by the week. שכיל שבת means he works for you, he's a gardener. Let's say he's a gardener. What do the gardeners do? They fertilize the field. And you pay him what? Weekly. Or שכיל חודש. Or you pay him monthly. Or שכיל שנה. You pay him yearly. שכיל שבוע. Or you pay him seven years. מסייעין אותם. Then the Israel is able to help him. ומוסרים להם שומר לנער את צונם. And why? Because since you hired him for a long time, they're doing their own work. Therefore, it's not, he's not doing it for you. He's doing it for himself already because you hired him to do the job. And therefore, it's as if the field belongs to the Goy in this case. And therefore, there's no problem to even uh, help them in the process. That's she. Shechir Shabbat. Shesecharo kola Shabuah l'dayir sadehu. Shabuah shemita. Mesayayim ki'ilu kol, ki'ilu shal nochrimu. So they consider it as if it's Ezochri. The B Omer, the B comes along and says <coughs> that If the Goyim came along on their own in order to fertilize the field, Beshabbat, Betova, Beyom Tov, Bemezonot, Bamoed, Besachar. Amar of Yosef, the Chetak Kerebi. So, how are you going to pay them? So, if they come on Shabbat, you can show them Hakaratatov. You can't pay them actual wages, but Betova, you can do them Hakaratatov. You can't pay them, but you can do them a favor. Ubiyom Tov. You're allowed to give them mizonot, you can feed them. And cholamu'ed, you can actually pay them in order to do the job. And on this, the Gebarat says, the halakha follows Rabbi. Okay, Rabbotai. And now we move on to the next Mishnah. Matniti. What we saw in the Mishnah. The Mishnah says, Bechem. מי שהיה ינו בתוך הבור. Remember the last Mishnah we talked about oil. Now we're talking about wine. So he has the wine in the bore. What's the bore? The pit. That's where they would store it. וירעו אבל. ברמנן, he became אבל. And now what? He can't do מלאכה. Or he thought he's going to be able to finish the מלאכה before, before the holiday. And what happened to him? Honest. Or all the workers, they told them they're going to come before the holiday. And like the workers are unreliable, they didn't show up. And now what's going to happen? If he's going to leave the, the wine in the board, what's going to happen? It's going to become spoiled. So what does he do? He can empty out the wine in the bar, in the, into the pit. He can empty it into barrels. That's to store them. And once he puts them in the barrels, vegaf. Mazegaf. He can seal the barrels. That's the opinion of Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Yosef. No, he cannot seal the barrels. But you can cover the wine with these boards. Like they put these boards over it. But you cannot actually place it in sealed barrels. But the wine is going to get spoiled. Oh, so he says it won't. He says once you cover it in this way, it'll, uh, stay. it'll stay. It works. Let's read the Rashi over here in the Mishnah. Betochabor. 
Right, the gat is the press. So from the press, it falls into the board. And then from the board, they let it ferment a little and they put it into barrels. Mm-hmm. So now we're talking, so about, we're talking about the stage between bar- the board and the barrels. Zolef. Zolef, go make it that call. Kilomar, medik oto habit, vikafe habit, vikufa gemura. But you have to close it up to a certain degree. So he doesn't let you close it up in the normal way to be with that, but he lets you put these boards on top of it, and that's considered enough. Now the Gemara comes along and says, V'sericha. We had this ma'lokan already between the Biyuda and the Biyuda in the previous Mishnah regarding making oil. Same story, remember the case was you did the press. Or actually you were, you, you already softened the olives and now either the guy became Avel or became uh, the holiday. Now we said, well, you can take the oil and actually finish the press and put the oil in the barrels and seal it. And would the Be'udah say, no, you can't do it. So it's the same, look at What do you have to tell it to me twice? If you just told me the first case by the oil... Maybe over there, the Biyose was lenient that you could finish the process in the normal way. Because oil is expensive and it's a big loss. And that's why they were matir. But wine, it's not such a big loss. Maybe he'll be more there to the Biyuda that you cannot do it in the normal way. <coughs> However, if you only gave me the case of the Yayin, I would say in that case, the Yehuda was stringent because it's not such a hefseh by wine. But the case of the oil, he can be more dead to the Yehuda, they can be lenient. That's why you need both cases. The law can be your exactly. Who's the opinion that says that when you have a davara aved, something that's going to incur a loss on halam way, you have to make a shinui. It is not like the biyose, because clearly the biyose says you're allowed to do the regular process. So it must be the rabbi that argues on the biyose. But the biyose says exactly. Once you have a heter a davara aved, called the biyose, ose ke darko. Who's the opinion that says you have to make a shinui be davara aved? All we know is it's not Rabbi Yosef. Ama Rabbi Yosef, halacha ke Rabbi Yosef. And therefore what? Melacha bechol ha-mo'ed, bedavar ha-aved, eno tzirikha, o eno tzirik shinui. You could do it, kedar, very good, ko. Ba'a mine merav nachman bar yitzchak. Ma'u lemesha' habita d'shikhra, bechola d'mo'ada. What does the guy want to do over here? He wants to seal a barrel, a barrel of uh, beer, on on the inside of the barrel. You want to make sure that there's no leaks. So you want to smoothen the inside with some tar. Can you do it on Cholamu'ed? Oh, so Amar Lehu, Sinai, Sinai is of Yosef. Amar Alakha can be Yosef. Now, what does the be Yosef sounds like? It sounds like that it's a loss. And then if it's a loss, you're allowed, you're allowed to. Let's read the Rashi over here. Um, 
לגוף? לגוף החביץ, סיני רב יוסף. הלכה. Okay, so it sounds like over here they were actually sealing the barrel in the normal way. The Gebarah says, wait, 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 sealing the barrel in the normal way, that's only if there's hefset. Maybe the B.O.C. was only leading to seal a barrel when it's wine. Who told you he said it by beer? What's the reason why wine? Because there's a big loss if you're not going to do it. Beer also, if you're not going to seal the barrel, is going to be a loss. How do you know? The Amar Abayeh. Abaye said, Amra li em. Amra li em. Abaye didn't have a mother because he was a yatom, but he had a nurse. So it says, the nurse told him what, when he was young, he learned all these things from the nurse. Bar If you have a vessel that can hold six se'ah of beer, vishaya, and it's sealed properly, bar is better than a barrel of eight that's not sealed. Which means it's better to give up to two and have six in a sealed barrel than eight in an unsealed barrel. So what do you see? It's, 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 it's not as good. And therefore, if you don't seal the barrel of beer, you're going to have a hefset. That's why he allowed you to seal it, just like wine. Interesting way of saying this today. Hilchot mo'ed kehilchot kutim. The laws of Cholam Oed are like the laws of these Goyim. There were certain Goyim that Sanhedi brought from the land of Kuta, and he put them in the Shomron, as we learned. And then uh, we know that they converted, but they converted a quasi-conversion, and they didn't really keep the mitzvot as they were supposed to. Uh, now, there's certain mitzvot that they keep very strict. On those mitzvot, you could rely on them. But there's certain mitzvot that uh, they really didn't keep correctly. And therefore you cannot be sumech on them. And you can't learn that just because they're careful on one mitzvah, that means they're careful on the other mitzvah. And that's the connection to Cholam Moed. Just because we're lenient in one area of Cholam Moed does not mean you could learn that if we're lenient there, you can be lenient over there. It's like a chot kutim. You know, what, 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 what we know, we know. What we don't know, we can't stop making uh, correlations. So Gabbara says, What's the, uh, what's the nafkamina? Amar of Daniel. Bar Katina, Lomar Shehen Akurot. It's like a lady that's Akara. What's an Akara lady? A lady that's barren. Correct? Which means you cannot draw another halakha from what you know already. It's like Isha Akara. This is all you know. You cannot have a progeny. You cannot learn something from something else. Ve'en lemedot. Zubizu, you cannot learn one from the other. Look at Nashi the way he explains it. Nashi says, Kelchot Kutim. Okay, Akurot. Right, there's no penny from Isha Akura. All you have is a body. Same thing over here, you cannot learn anything from. The kutim or chot chalamoed. The case they gave you is the case. He can't say, "Oh, this is mutar." Must be basically in, in law they say there's no progeny. There's no uh, there's no perot. Gemara mm-hmm. says the Amar Shmuel. What's the case? Zoftin kuzta. Kuzta is a small vessel. 
What do they call it? A flask? Kusta, a small item, exactly. And they want to seal it, or they want to seal it, put some, you know, zefet on it, of wine. Why? If you don't want to ruin the wine that's inside of it. The ends of tin habita. But a big barrel, you cannot. Ravdimi min amar, the opposite. Zoftim, habita. The ends of tin, kusta. But you cannot uh, seal the smaller one. What's the mahlokan over here? Mor hayish lepeseda. The first rabbi, well, actually, Ravdimi is choshesh lehefsed. And therefore, since the wine in the habit is big, if he's not going to let you do it, you're going to lose the wine. But in the small kusta, it's not such a hefsed. So that's why he allows the habit and not the kusta. However, the other rabbi, the other rabbi says, no, I'm only allowing you to do it in the small one because it doesn't take too much exertion, too much effort. But the big one, no. The point is, this is a classic example that you cannot learn one to the other because you would make a mistake. If you would say, he allows you to do the habit. So I'd say, well, if you can seal the habit, you can seal the, the kusta. It's not true. You can only do the habit because it's a big hefzed. But the kusta was not hefzed, you cannot do. Or the opposite. If the rabbi came along and told you, it's asur to do the kusta, you'd say, oh, the kusta is asur. Then for sure the habit should be asur. But it's not true. The kusta is asur because not such a hefzed, but the habit is muta because it, 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 it's hefzed. So therefore, you cannot learn one case. Right. Those are the two items. So therefore, just because, again, uh, uh, I allow you on one case, you would not be allowed to extrapolate the other. If you read the Rashi, the Rashi says over here, medim uh, zu Right, so therefore you, you can't learn just because he was matir in a habit. You cannot learn that he's going to be matir in a kusta. And then the other one, more. More de amar zoftin de kusa de hayish de tirhaytera. Because you would have said, oh, if he's going to matir in a kuza, which is a small half said, for sure he should be matir in a habit. No, it's not so. He's osed in the habit because you have a terha, yetera. So therefore you cannot learn basically one from the other. Amar Abayeh, Abayeh said, Naktinan, we have a masoret, Hilchot Mo'ed Kilchot Shabbat. That's another rule. Now, sometimes we know on Shabbat, if you do a melachah, you have hatat. Sometimes if you do a melachah on Shabbat, we say, patur, but it's asur, midrabanan. And sometimes we say on Shabbat, mutar, lechatahilah. Cholamu'el has the same, the same items. Yesh me'em patur. Certain items of Cholamu'el, it's patur from malkut, but, abal asur. Yesh me'em mutar, lechatahilah. And some other items are mutar, Right, if you ended up sealing a barrel, it's a sur. But you're not going to get, uh, you're not going to be hayav. It's a sur. That's like patura bal asur, like like alchot shabbat. Right, and certain things, like zoftim, a small barrel, a big barrel, each one according to his opinion. Rabuna hasdule hasada bimuada. What they do? 
They cut his field on Yom, on Cholamoed. Uh, I guess he had a field of uh, of wheat, and he allowed the gardeners to come and they uh, they cut his field. So they ask the question: You can grind wheat on Cholamoed to make flour. Let's if you need it. But if it's not for the Tzorek HaMoed, it's going to be Asur, which means only for uh, use, not Stam. Furthermore, if it's going to get lost, and it's going to be in the loss on Chol itself, if the loss is going to be incurred on Chol HaMoed, Asur. Okay? Now, by the way, even Davar Aved. That's only told once you're ready, cut it from the ground. Wow. If it's attached to the ground, even if all of it's going to become abud, if you're not going to work, it's going to be asur. Now, what's the reason for that? What would be the reason why if it's attached to the ground? Of course, it's Farhesya, they say. When it's attached to the ground, it's Devashim and Farhesya. It's the public known. And then even if they have said, they don't want to see anybody working in the fields on Hola Mo'ed. Oh, so the Gemara <coughs> says, unless, unless, unless he doesn't have what to eat. Then he has nothing to eat. So therefore, Kotzer, he's allowed to cut the wheat. Me'amer is allowed to gather it. Dash is able to thresh it. Vezura is able to winnow it. Uborer, he can make selection between the psolet and the ochel. Betochen, he can grind it into flour. Ubevad shelo yedush beparot. But you shouldn't use the, when you thresh it, don't thresh it in the normal manner, which is with cows. You can only use sticks. Because why you should make a shinui? Okay, stop right here. Stop right here. But what do you see? How did the rabbi at Avuna allow him to cut the wheat? We're saying over here, when it comes to Dabar Mechubar, even if said, it's not going to be permissible. So Ravuna comes along and he tells Rabbah his son, he said, You're calling me a Braita, Habibi, Yehidahi. That Braita is Da'at Yahid. And we don't hold like it. And therefore, we hold that if there's a Dabara Abel in the field, it's Mutar to cut. There's no problem. That Rabbi was strict that it's in the field, you can't cut. We don't go like it. It's not Yahid. And therefore, I was matirit. Why? Because it seems that he had a hefsed. And therefore, since he had a hefsed, he held. Mutar. Ah, How do we know? Klal amar rabban shem'on b'gamriyam b'shum rabiyoseh. Davar atalush menakarka afilu miksato avud mutar. Which means, if it's something that's cut already from the ground... And if you're not going to tell you, if you're not going to work on it, so therefore, mutad, you can work on it. Fine. But who's that? That's Nabi Yoseh. Which is a da'at. Yahid. Argue. So again, what did Avuna tell his son? My dear son, you're telling me that I made the Isur according to that Braita. Who's the Braita going like? Nabi Yoseh. Rabbi Yoseh is not Yahid, but Hakamim hold even on Dabar Mechubale Karkat is going to be, have said, Mutar. And I'm following the opinion of the Rabbim. Now the Gabbara says, wait. 
What did that Braita say, the first Braita? That when you cut the field, if you have nothing to eat, let's say, then what did the Braita say? You could do it. Even Mechubalakan. When it says Abba, don't do it in the normal way. What did it say? If the normal way is to do it with with cows or oxen, do it with sticks, the threshing. Hold it. If that Braita is the Dat Yachir, and who's the Dat Yachir? Be Yosef. Didn't we learn that Rabbi Yosef says whenever the Vara Aved is mutad, you can do it in the normal way? Mm-hmm. How can you tell me that's Rabbi Yosef? Rabbi Yosef was the rabbi that told us once you have said mutal asot kedar ko. So the Gemara asks, Rabbi Yosef, yadush nami beparot. Let him use even the parot. Ah, Amar Rabbi Yitzchak bar Abba, mantana shinui b'chol ha-mo'ed v'davar Aved de lo k'Rabbi Yosef. Who's the one that says you need a shinui? The one that argues on the Biosim, but the Biosim himself holds you can use a the regular way. So the is basically asking a question. How could you tell me that this Shita is Shita to the Biosim? If indeed it was Shita to the Biosim, he should allow you to do it even. Ragil. Amalach. So Ravuna says, no, no, no. Achenameh. Kevan dechol yomala beparot daishe haidana nameh lab shinduihu. He says, exactly. He says, most people, even in the regular time, don't use parot. So therefore, it's not really considered a shinui. Because people don't use parot uh, anyway. So therefore, it's not considered as if you say, oh, don't use parot. Because I want you to change. So that's the reason why I told me don't use parot then. And you know why I didn't want him to use parot? Because it makes a lot of noise. And therefore, it'll be heard from far away. We don't want to do that in Holam, but just reads. Really, uh, the author is the beer, and Rabbi Yosef would allow you to do things in the normal way. The reason why I said don't use parot, because even during the year we don't use parot necessarily. So that was not considered the normal way anyway. I said, then why can't I use parot if it's not the normal way? Chavrat should be definitely permissible. No, a separate reason. What's the reason why it's a sur? Because it makes noise, and therefore he doesn't want to, 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 to do that over there. Look at Rashi. Kevan de Yoma. Read that Rashi. Kevan de Yoma. It makes a commotion. It makes a ruckus. So therefore, since it makes a ruckus, that's why I wanted it to be a suit. Again, so that's why the rabbi of Huna allowed them to cut his field, because he said the rabbi that's strict is the Biyose, he's a Dat Yahid. I hold that even if it's attached to the ground, if it's Tavara Aved, it is permissible. Tanu Rabbana. Tohanim b'mo'ed l'tzorech ha'mo'ed. You're allowed to grind flour on Chol ha'mo'ed if you need it for Chol ha'mo'ed. V'shino l'tzorech ha'mo'ed. You can do it on Chol ha'mo'ed for after Chol ha'mo'ed. V'im tahan v'hotir. Let's say you're grounding some flour. You have some leftovers. Hareze mutar. You can benefit from it even after Chol ha'mo'ed. Kutzitzim etzim b'mo'ed. You're allowed to cut trees down on Chol moed for the Tzorik of the Moed. I guess you need wood to cook. You cannot cut wood on Chol moed for after. But if you had leftover wood, you could use it after without a problem. You're allowed to prepare and cook to make beer on Chol moed the Tzorik moed moed but if you prepare the beer and you had leftovers, 
mutar ubelbad shelo yarim. In all these cases, you cannot trick. You cannot do subterfuge over there, which means you can't prepare a big item and say, oh, I need it for the holiday. And then over says, I had leftovers, and then you use it after. You have to be honest. You prepare what you need, and if you haven't have leftovers, okay, no problem. No haramah, no subterfuge, as they call that. So Gebra says, what do you mean you can't make it haramah? What do you mean? We have a contradiction. Matirim shechar ba-mo'ed, esorika mo'ed. You're allowed to prepare the beer on Chola Mo'ed for the Tzorah Kamo'ed, Veshelon the Tzorah Kamo'ed Asur. Ehad Shechar Temarim, whether it's date beer, Vehad Shechar Seorim or barley beer. Vafapi Sheyesh Lo Yashan, even though you have already beer that's old in the storage in his house, Ma'arim Veshotem in Achadash. You could come along and say, well, I don't want the old one. I want from the, the new batch. And therefore, you can make haramah, and therefore you can prepare it. And now what happens? You have the old one after the holiday. He, he made a trick over here. He wants to have extra beer. So what does he do? He says, I don't want to drink from the old stock. You have it? You go drink. No, I want to drink from the new stock. Now what does he do? He makes new beer. He drinks from the new beer. Now he can use the old beer after the hog. So basically, we gave him a way to make a trick. I thought you told me haramah is... Asur. The Gemara saying you're allowed. We just said you're not allowed. So we have a contradiction. So the Gemara answers. Tanaim. It's a mahlukah amongst the Tanaim. The Tanya, we have a Braita. The Inyan. A case of beer we have on Shabbat. We learned this already. You have a barrel that was on top of the roof and it broke. Now what's happening over here? All the wine is falling out of the barrel and leaking over there. And now they want to save the. Uh, they, well, exactly. They want to save the wine. So it says, you can only save enough wine that you need for Shabbat. Right? By putting a keli underneath it, but not more. However, if you have guests, we said, so the more guests you have, you can, uh, you can get more wine over there. So now we have a ma'lokit. And ma'arimim bekach. One rabbi says, you cannot come along and say that, oh, I need to save more because I'm going to invite guests. The guy's a wise guy. He'll invite guests now. So you can save the most one. No, you can't do that. Whoever you have over, that's who you can save for. You can be and invite guests that even though they would not normally eat by you, mm-hmm. you invite them. Why? In order that you can save all the wine. And now if you end up, if they don't drink the wine, you're okay. You ended up saving your, your wine. Read Rashi over there. Uh, read Rashi over here. Ma'arim Okay, we saw that over there. So basically it's about look at Amongst the Tanaim, can you make haramaz? We saw in Masechet Shabbat. One rabbi says you can only save as much as you need for yourself. Another rabbi says, no, make believe, make, make as if you can invite guests over. And now, if I'm inviting 10 guests, I can save for 10 people. Now, if I invite them over and they don't end up drinking the wine, beautiful, so I ended up saving my wine. That's making a harama. So, therefore, that's the same mahluk moed. Am I allowed to make a harama or not? Rav, another story. Rav had a wheat field. So what? They cut his wheat. They let the goyim come to cut the wheat on Chola Mo'ed. When Shemuel heard this, he was makpid. Now, what are we talking over here? Can the air rab did it because there was going to be hefzid. So therefore he allowed them to cut it. Davara Aved should be mutar. So the Gemara says, Who do we say is Mahmir when it comes to something that's attached? Rabbi Yosef. That's not Yahid. Why was Rav 
uh, uh, why was Shemuel being angry at Rav? Is Shemuel suspecting to Dat Yahid? So Gabra says, Lo, Hasadad, Haitehaba, Deluaba Pasid. This was wheat. And wheat does not become Hefsed if you're not going to cut it right away. Barley, yes, but not wheat. And therefore, the question is if that's the case, if it's not a Hefsed, what was Rav's Hetir? Now we're going the other way. Shemuel was angry. What did he cut into the wheat for? Babe? If he leaves it in the field, nothing's going to happen to it. Right. So we'll therefore, the Gabra says something amazing. Imagine that, Rav, the greatest rabbi. He didn't have what to eat. And then what did we learn? If you don't have what to eat, even the Biyose was matir, <laughs> to, to cut. Imagine the great rabbi, he didn't have what to eat. Oh, no, that's too great. If he didn't have what to eat, how come Shemuel got angry? So what it says, Shemuel lo saimua He didn't know the facts. He didn't know that Rav didn't have what to eat. He thought Rav was just doing it because of said, But he didn't realize the case. In a meh, or another interpretation is, Adam Hashuv Shane. Wow. Adam Hashuv, like Rav, even though he doesn't have what to eat, he cannot cut. Because the people are going to learn from him. And they're going to cut the wheat even in the case where they have what to eat, even when there's no hefsed. And therefore, he held, I know the case. But now you have to be more mahmir. And therefore, he doesn't want the people to be lenient. Rabbi Yehud, let's just catch up in Rashi over here. No problem. Look at Adam Hashub Shani. Wow, amazing. No mercy. The Gemara says, Rabbi Yehuda Nesi'ah. Okay, what happened with Rabbi Yehuda Nesi'ah? Nafak bechumarta dimdosha. Okay, what is that, Rabotai? Seems he was wearing a ring, a metal ring that had like a seal. You know, those days used to wear a signet ring. It has a, a seal on it, and it's made out of wood. The wood is called the uh, almog, exactly. And he went out on Shabbat, and he was in the chaser, in the courtyard, the private domain, the courtyard. He went out with it. What else did he do? He also drank water that was heated by a goy. When he heard those two things, number one, that the Rab was wearing a ring, a signet ring, in the Hatser on Shabbat, and he heard, secondly, that he drank heated water from a goy, Ikpad. So the Gemara over here has a big discussion in Masech at Shabbat, Legabe, this type of ring. Now, we know a person is allowed to go out in the public domain, if he's wearing something, even if it's a takshit, even if it's jewelry, an adornment, it's 100% mutar to wear in the reshut, that means Torah. However, the Achami made a gizera on ladies, that they should not go out with takshitim, to the reshut rabim. What's the reason? Remember we learned the reason? Because they take it off. And they want to take it off and show it. And therefore, they might end up coming to carry it in now, once the rabbis made this gezerah, that the ladies cannot wear the jewelry in the Shul Tarabim, there are some Tanaim that hold that a lady cannot even wear takshitim, even a hatser, which is a private domain. Why? Because we're worried that they might go from the private domain into the public domain. Now, there's another opinion 
or according to this opinion, it comes out that in Takshitim there's two Isurim. There's one Isur that you cannot wear the jewelry because they might go out and shoot to the beam. And therefore, they also become Mukseh because there's no, there's no purpose for them. You can't even wear it in private. So therefore, they become Mukseh because once they don't have a function, you cannot wear them in the public domain. You can't even wear them in the private domain. So therefore, they become the Dean of Mukseh because they have no purpose. That's opinion. That's the opinion of the Rabbanim uh, in, in Masikat Shabbat. Mm-hmm. However, there is a kula when it comes to Tiltul, Mukse, that Litzorit Gufo and Litzorit Mekomo, Mutav. Like the regular law that says, Klishim Nachtol Isur, as long as I want to use it for its purpose, Litzorit Gufo or Litzorit Mekomo, Mutav. Okay, for example, let's say uh, I need this, the place where it is. So I need to move it in order to. So that would be. Permissible. Fine. Now the Gemara says, Amar of Yosef, Maita Amma Ikpad. He saw him wearing the ring in the Hatzer. Why was he angry? Because if you're going to say it was this ring, that what? That's not really a Takshit, because it's more like a functional item. And therefore what? Oh, so therefore he thought that it's a mukse item. And therefore he told them, he was angry that, how can you carry this item in the Hatzet? It's mukse. If you say it's not a takshit, so there was no problem to wear it. Because only takshitim they made a it could be held that what? That it's a mukse issue. Ha-tanya, ha-shirin, ha-nizamin, ba-tabaot. These are all types of takshitin. Ha-rehen, kechol, ha-kelim, ha-nitalim, ba-chaser. Which means they're still considered kelim. That even though you might not be able to wear them because of a gezerah, but they're not considered totally mukseh, it has a din of kelishim elachto, the isur. And then with the fact that he was carrying it in the chaser, it's not mukseh. Maybe you need it in surah gufo, and for that, it's 100% permissible. There is no problem. And therefore, this humretade menushat's mutar, and sort of before sort of mekomo, because as a dean of a keli, and kandere, he was carrying it, and sort of before and sort of mekomo. Let's read Rashi. Rashi says, humretade medosha, this gives you the. That's, it's made out of metal, and it's made out of uh, wood also. Very good. So again, you can't say that it was Asur because it's a takshit, because this is more like a functional ring. So it's not a takshit. It has a function. Okay, so fine. So what was his issue? <coughs> Mukseh. He said, Mukseh, it's not a problem Mukseh. It's not a good it's not a It's mutas. So was he getting angry? So comes the Gemara and says, I don't know if you call it What? Now, the imishum de'ishtem bayad da'achim kefela. Maybe he got angry because he drank. Water that was heated by Kefila Arma by a goy, and if we have Bishul Akum, Hamar Shimuel Bar Yitzchak, Amarav, Koshene Echal Kemochi Uchai, as long as you can eat the item raw, and Bomishum Bishul and Nochrim. There's no problem to drink water that's heated, because I can drink the water cold. cold, and therefore if the goy did it, no problem. 
That's probably the hit to drink cafe uh, in Starbucks. Because what's cafe? It's water. water. So therefore, since you can drink the water and then the water away, you can drink it in the, in the cook way. So Gebarah says, Ah, that even if certain things are permissible, Adam Hashub has to be more strict. Why? Because they're going to learn from him. If they say, Oh, the rabbi did this, I can't even do more. And therefore, that's why he was angry at him. Yeah, we know it's mutar, Arab. Adam Hashub, you have to be a little more strict. Let's finish the Gemara, Arab Botai. Amar Rav Hanan El, Amar Rav. Kotsi, Kotsets Adam, Dekel Bamoed. Mazet Dekel, a palm tree. You can cut it on Hola Moed. Wow, all you need is the sawdust. So I'm doing a big melacha just to get some sawdust, mutar. So lay it ala abaye. Man came along and said, Why are you doing such a big melacha just for some sawdust? Lay it. He cursed. He said, I, I, I don't want this. Is a, I'm against this. Rav Ashe Habale Iba Bishilanya. Rav Ashe had a forest in the city called Shilanya. He went to cut it because he needed the sawdust. What are you being lenient over here? He told me what he mean. Did you hear what Abaye did? Abaye cursed somebody that does this. Which means, Kilomar, uh, I don't agree with it. I don't agree with Abaye. Which means I hold what? It's mutar. I need the sawdust. <laughs> what happened? Ishtimit narga. After he cut the tree down, the blade of the tree <laughs> fell off <laughs> and got him in the leg. <laughs> Almost chopped his leg off. He realized what? Uh, the curse of Abaye is not a joke. Shefke, he left it. He went home. He didn't do it. He realized the curse of Abaye, we don't play games. Read Rashi, Ishtimit. Uh, he realized it could be because he went against Abaye's ruling curse. That's why he almost got dropped off. Rav Yehuda allowed to uproot Pishtam on Halamwed. Pishtam meaning uh, flax. Ul miktal kishuta, and to also pull out the kishut. Ul meikar shum sheme, and to pull out shum shemin. I guess a certain type of sesame. Amale abayel Rav Yosef. Bishla makitana. I understand what the heter is to pull out flax from the field. The hazel hafifa. Sometimes you need to cover the foods. So the older days, what did they used to cover the foods with flax? Remember the old days with the, with the etrog? They used to put the flax around the yeah, etrog? Yeah, yeah. So the same thing, they still have it. So therefore, they used to take flax and cover the food with it. So therefore, yeah. I understand there's a purpose on Holamoed for the flax. Now, Kishuta, I understand why you're allowed to cut the hops from the field, because you need the hops for Hazel Shekhra to make beer. Mm-hmm. However, Ela Shum Shemeh, these Shum Shemim, it yeah. seems even when you pull them out of the ground, they're not ready to eat yet. So what was their tent to pull out the shimshimin? It seems you have to wait until they start to get a little dried out. So the Gabbara says, Lemai Haze. 
Kabbalah says, Hazel There were certain pits that they had that you could already make uh, sesame seed oil, and therefore from those pits it was permissible to make the sesame seed sesame. oil. Right, you could use something from it. Rabbi Yanai Habaleo Pardesa. Rabbi Yanai had a certain orchard or a certain vineyard. Which means it came time to cut the grapes on Holamoid. And if he's not going to cut the grapes, it's going to be a hefset. Cut fair. So what did he do? He did it. They saw the rabbi do it. So everybody said, ah, beautiful. Next year we're going to wait until Holamoid. We're all going to cut our. Vinyas, even they weren't allowed. The rabbi had a hit there because of Hipset. But they said, if the rabbi is doing it, so we're going to do it. So they waited until Cholam went to cut their fields. And they were, obviously, they could have done it before. So what happened? That year he made his field Hifkir because he didn't want to benefit from it because he realized they learned from him uh, to make a Isun over there. So that year he had Sa'ar the rabbi. So therefore he said, my field is Afkir. Read Rashi. Afkire Rabbi. Hazak Ubaru. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen. Ve